Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed your first weekend without football. I, I made it through. Oh, man, it, it's it's, it's going to be a long offseason, but we got plenty of stuff to talk about that's going to help us get through. Of course, it's me, your favorite fantasy football fiend, Zay. As always, I got my main man with me, Young Vander. Holler at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy fiends, what's going on out there? And my guy, Bro Joe. Holler at the people, Bro Joe. What's going on, fantasy fiend family? Let's go. So what do you guys ended up what, what did you guys end up doing on your first official weekend without football? Oh man, I just uh spent some time with my son, Chuck E. Cheese it, you know. <laughs> right. That kind right. of deal. So I mean, this is like the you know, we had the uh, NBA uh, playoffs approaching. Right. And then after that thing plays out, it just gets dark. Yeah. For you real. know what I mean? So going through the <laughs> going through the summer, you're like starving for football. So the dog days are ahead. At least we got the um what is it? The USFL. The the USFL draft is supposed to be coming up like I wanna say like in a couple of weeks or something like that. But I, I figured I figured I watched the the USFL draft and at the end of the draft I'll pick which team is my favorite team. Um, we'll see how that goes. That that'll hopefully that'll that'll help get get us through. Um, I know any new football presence that's going to come in. The XFL is supposed to be coming in twenty three, um, led by uh, Dwayne Johnson, better known as The Rock. But a lot of these organizations are going to be fantasy heavy. Um, attempting to use the fantasy community as a way to kind of entrench themselves into the football community. So we'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, what'd you end up getting into, bro, Joe? Man, my main story, I stayed away everything from football. I didn't look at any news, hardly. I didn't do anything. Like you said, spend time with my family, enjoy Sunday dinner. I can't even watch the, the All-Star Weekend. I, I had a feeling it was going to be garbage. I, I, I watched about five minutes of the game while it was on replay, like I, I saw like a little bit of the fourth <laughs> quarter, like I really didn't pay that much attention to the All-Star All Star weekend at all. I caught a little bit of the dunk contest, like the second round made me wish that I hadn't catch, caught even that part. So, um, yeah, that, not, not, it, it left much to be desired, I'll say. That's right. The dunk contest wasn't nearly close to what it normally is, but hey, it's one of those things. Ended up having to work on the honey-do list, so on the first Sunday, with no football, I'm putting up shelves in the pantry. Um, <laughs> so, so put up, clean up the pantry, put up shelves. Um, you know, clean out the aquarium. Just, just regular honeydew stuff that's been neglected over the last about six months. So, <laughs> but hey. We will in no way, shape, form, or fashion neglect the fiends. We'll make sure that you guys have what you need to get through these dog days. We're going to start out with your news. And now your fantasy news. But looking at the injuries, uh, we have Eric Ebron. He's been cleared from his knee injury. Lamar Jackson. He is recovering from his ankle injury, but he's now working out with teammates. He's looking like he's on the right road to be ready for this upcoming season. CJ Uzama needs another MRI, so they aren't quite sure the extent of his injury just yet. That uh, He's going to get checked up on a little bit more. Normally, when that first MRI gives you something that you don't want to see, you go ahead and get that second opinion. So I'm hoping that it ends up working out well for him, but Normally having to get that second one means that something that you saw in the first one didn't quite make sense 
or you're in quite a bit more pain than the MRI would suggest you should be in. So you're kind of going back in to check to make sure that it didn't miss anything or that the swelling is going out enough that they can see what's going on in there. You had uh, Joe Burrow who sprained his MCL. He won't need off-season surgery. So that's a beautiful thing. He won't have to worry about going under the knife again um, as he has had to previously. And DK Metcalf is recovering from foot surgery. He had to remove a screw from his left foot. So hopefully some of the woes that DK had this year will kind of be behind him with his early off-season foot surgery. That's about all we have as far as injury updates are concerned. Um, we have Kirk Cousins, who got a vote of confidence from his head coach. His new head coach, Kevin O'Connell, who used to be the OC for the Rams. In case you guys missed that, he's now the head coach of the Vikings. One of the first things that he said when he came in, essentially singing the praises of Kirk Cousins, saying how he's the type of guy that he envisions being the Matt Stafford type that can take the right team all the way. It's just a matter of putting the pieces around. Him. He did definitely get a vote of confidence from the new head coach. And it seems as if based on the conversation of the head coach and the GM that Kirk Cousins may be taken off of that list of potential candidates for other teams to trade for as far as quarterback position is concerned. As far as the Kirk Cousins deal, not too surprised. Uh, they got a new coach coming in. Uh, I really didn't see him going anywhere. I mean, Kirk Cousins didn't have a bad year, to be honest with you. He didn't. I think he's just one of those guys where he don't have the sexy name. Right. Um, I, I, I tell you what, like, like, uh, like Matthew Stafford has been in Detroit. You know, right. what I mean, he was putting up numbers, um, but, you know, losing seasons, not making the playoffs, things of that nature will always have you overshadowed. If you tell somebody that Kirk Cousins is better than Eli Manning or somebody, they'd be like, you're crazy. But when you look at numbers and things of that nature and how he plays the game, he's a look like a better quarterback to me. You see what I'm saying? But one quarterback was making one, one quarterback was playing in January. The other one wasn't. Yeah. So I think that's the thing with Kirk Cousins. He just had to get over that hump. But um Quarterbacks don't grow on trees, man. So that part, <laughs> you know, what I mean, the shop him and, and bring in who? Because if you're not bringing in uh, Deshaun Watson or maybe even our Russell Wilson, I mean, what's the purpose? And as of late, I mean, Cousins has been it, it may sound blasphemous, but Cousins has been every bit as good as Russell. <sighs> I mean, just, just saying, I mean. <laughs> No, no, no shade, Rojo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, I, I, I think to your point, he's been playing outstanding for what the offense allows him to do. Like to me, aside from a Russell Wilson, who is the best anticipatory thrower in football? Because this man put put it on a dime. It seems more times than not. I think for him is just you know having a consistent defense to really help the the zone run scheme really do what it's supposed to do. I think that's the only thing that held him back. The team back was the defense. Now the one thing I am interested in seeing with this new regime coming in is how will he be affected? Um, because he's used to playing a certain scheme, pretty much the same scheme he's playing since Washington. Yeah. So now you got a new a new vision coming in, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that translates. You know, in this in this new season, I think it's gonna be good for them. Actually, I think Kevin O'Connell and them, it's it's still the same stuff. It's just not a Shanahan behind it. But he is a disciple of the the West Coast offense and his own run scheme. I think it helps, you know, Justin Jefferson tremendously. Like, and that's crazy to say because he just had a sixteen hundred yard season. But could we see another triple crown in, in Justin Jefferson as opposed to Cup next year? It's quite possible. I mean, if you tweak what's already good and make it slightly better if that 16 is maybe becomes 18 you know and you add two or three more touchdowns to where he was and then just the the fact that he's going into year three which historically speaking year three is the the breakout year or the the, the year that the wide receiver kind of shows you where their trajectory really is going to go so we, we've seen that time and time again between, you know, tail end year two and early on year three kind of being the, the telltale sign of what you really have in a receiver. So that's going to be very, very interesting to see. A couple rumors out there. First and foremost, Vander, you brought this up or, or you kind of um, went into detail on this a couple weeks ago. But right now there's a little bit of smoke with the Dolphins owner, Mr. Ross 
um, and the scuttlebutt is the owners may vote him out or can vote him out. The, the verbiage is kind of tricky. Uh, but the the owners can vote him out if it's proven that he was attempting to throw games. Mm. The way the article is written, it almost feels as if they're telling us something that we already knew versus giving us more information on it. Right. But that goes back to the point that you were making a couple of weeks ago when it comes down to wins and losses and when it comes down to the whole gambling aspect of it and all that kind of stuff. If the NFL shield is tarnished in such a way that you cannot, I would say, depend on the wind and losses being a natural occurrence, it can kind of turn a lot of things around and a lot of money around for a lot of people. For sure. Um, like I said, man, I've I seen this coming. Um, it's just one of those things like um, it's, it's kind of hard in a way it can be hard to prove. That's what for some reason I think it's going to be more as we get deeper into this thing. I think Brian Flores, he has something. I don't think this is going to be a case of word of mouth. It got to be some type of recording or some type of message, text maybe, or email. You think he would put that in the text? You'll be surprised what people are typing and send over. If they think, Listen, how many group chats have y'all guys been in where people send certain pictures? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> So you you be like you think you wouldn't think you know what I mean if you're if maybe this person if someone else if someone was to see that they could think right. one thing you see what I'm saying but you and the person that you having this back and forth with y'all understand each other I mean right. look at everything that happened with John Gruden he's yeah. going back and forth he's talking about he wouldn't do that with, with certain buddies it's just some people you feel comfortable with and certain things y'all go back and forth about because you're not thinking this thing's gonna ever get out. Right. So yeah, it hurt I'm, you as much as it hurt me. I guess is the right. And I right. think I think for Flores to make such a accusation, he got to have, he had to have something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think they would take it this far if it was just, hey, you told me to do this, and like that's it. You got anything? Like I think it got, it's going to be something that comes out later. And if they're already talking about the possibility of voting him out, that means the owners already whatever it is, the owners already know what it is. The public yeah. may the public may not know what's going on yet, but you best believe them other thirty one teams. Oh, they already know what's going on. They already they got to have to come to Jesus. Yeah, 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 they already know what's going on. You know what I mean? So if they already talking like that, it, it's something that's gonna come out for sure. Now, do you think that whatever comes out is going to end up kind of making us believe that this could be widespread? I think that's the biggest thing that the NFL is going to attempt to, well, hell, for lack of a better term, cover up. If, if Flores really does have the goods, if you will, I can see them coming out of pocket and, and kind of making sure that he never has to work again just to ensure that that information never sees the light of day and there's some type that's of possible too. agreement and things of that nature. Uh, because a lot of times once that first domino falls, it's a lot easier to right. connect certain dots and things of that nature and yeah people yeah, start digging they yeah, start there digging you go. Remember back there you in 87 when da, 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 da. Yep. back in 93 when and then you get that going on now it's like a, a snowball effect you know what I mean? it's For no sure. different than with the um the spygate it right. wasn't until the patriots got caught with spygate that all these other teams and coaches came out and say oh yeah we did the same shit like like it it, it 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 was one of those things where everyone thought it was this bombshell. I can't believe this is going on. But then come to find out that most of the NFL is doing it. Now, that's a little bit different when it comes to filming versus when it comes to the owner saying, hey, you know, we're going to lose this one. Hey, we're going to win this, one, whatever the case may be. So that's pretty interesting. I, I think that's going to end up being one of those stories that the NFL really, truly wished had found itself in the forefront during the season versus in the off season because stories tend to take legs in the off season more so than when people just want to pay attention to football but another thing real quick man you're talking about a great opportunity for an investor this would be a great franchise for someone to get their hands yeah. on you in miami no state tax beautiful weather beautiful women like this is this is the team you really want to own i know they probably don't have like a winning tradition but i mean it's definitely ideal for business and and, and, and leisure and everything else that goes along with it <laughs> i mean mo most teams don't go up for sale to have a winning tradition though so i wouldn't you know i mean i wouldn't necessarily look at that as a reason for turning away from the opportunity but it may even give the people that were looking at the broncos a little bit of pause as far as where they kind of want to 
throw their coins. And, and also the commanders, they may be up for sale sometime soon if this in continued investigation into Dan Snyder ends up being the bombshell that they're thinking it may end up being. So there may be a few teams up for sale in the NFL all at the same time, which is kind of intriguing. Now. See if we I, can get I like it though. because Right. I like it because it's more of an opportunity for a minority to get in and, and get one of those um, teams. And teams don't come up for sale that often. So if you nah. can get three franchises up, I think a minority would definitely have a better opportunity and in, in get into that room. I think the NFL will, will will make this a one out of three, nine times out of ten. I, I, don't, I just, for whatever reason, I don't see them selling several teams at the same time. I, I can kind of see them. Somebody's going to get a pass, whether it's Ross, whether it's Snyder. They've been giving Snyder a pass, so I can see it being him, but. But I don't Snyder, think up being I'm not. I'm not certain. But is Snyder one of them owners that people don't really care for? Like hey, the other owners? As far as I know, yes. He, okay, he, well, he's one of those owners that a lot of the other owners never felt should have been an owner. Hey, well, hey, well, there you go. Trust me, if they got something to do with it, they get them out of there. <laughs> they didn't have something to do with it for years. Like, like as soon as that first scandal came out, where, where he uh was essentially sex trafficking the, the cheerleaders. I mean, that that should have been enough. But I mean, it's I don't know. Money talks, I guess. But there's a couple of other rumors out there as well. Uh, we spoke on the Tom Brady possibly not retire or possibly still weighing his options. We talked about that a little bit a couple of weeks ago, and it looks like, um, you know, there's still a little bit of smoke there. Tom Brady. Um, I saw an article today that was saying that there was a little bit of dysfunction going on down in Tampa Bay that they kind of just kept under wraps throughout the season. But part of his decision to retire had to do with the team in of itself more so than him not being being able to continue to uh, quarterback or more so than him being at a point where he just feels like, you know, family has to take over. So the only team that's been put out there as being a possibility is the 49ers. And I think that's going to have mm. a lot to do with what happens with Trey Lance's maturation process over the, the summertime. I, and I know they were saying, you know, that, you know, he want to he wants to wait until August or some somewhere in that time frame to kind of make a final decision. And I really believe that has everything to do with, you know, how the offseason goes for one Mr. Trey Lance. What did I tell you, though? You thought it was crazy when I was speaking about Brady going to the Niners. I told you it's a possibility because you got these California boys grow up watching Joe Montana. They play quarterback, rec league, middle school, high school and. Everybody want to put that red and gold on. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Rodgers. You just have these California kids, and that's the jersey they want to wear. You're no different than any other athlete that want to wear the, the purple and gold for the Lakers or, you know, yeah. maybe want to wear the pinstripes for the Yankees. Like, it's just that thing. Okay. So I figured that would probably be one of his uh, dreams come true to make that happen. And, and again, like you were saying with the Trey Lance thing, this is the perfect medium because you have somebody that come in that could play maybe a year or two and then Trey should be ready by that time. So I, I just think it's a, it just it just makes sense for me. You know what I'm saying? Not just because I'm a fan, but from a business aspect, as far as if you don't want to put your, your young guy out there yet, you still have a veteran that can come in. And who better to learn under than Tom Brady for that year or two True. for Trey Lance? It just makes sense. I mean, everybody get what they want. The 49ers get a veteran quarterback, somebody that's not going to throw the game he away. Gets to go to a team that he can go to another Super Bowl on. Right. And they also need <laughs> to make that childhood dream come true. Maybe his dad is a 40, was a 49er fan. He probably was a 49er fan growing up. We don't know. That's what I'm saying. So everybody's happy. Yeah, I think with Trey Lance, though, it's, it's not like a Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, where Jordan Love is clearly not ready. Though we saw lapses with uh, Trey Lance. I don't think he needed just a season to be ready to start. But I do think, like you said to your point, it's a it seemed like it's a good marriage to go to the 49ers. But I definitely think if not, we gotta look at Trey Lance later on this season and consider that he might actually be ready to step into Kyle Shanahan's offense. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't think he's as bad as Jordan Love. I think he's right there on the cusp. I think he's a guy if you throw him out there, he could, you know, play himself into you know, being ready in a way. I think he's I think he's ready, but I think it's like your steak. You know what I'm saying? He's not well done. He probably medium. But yeah, some people like their steak medium. Right. That's you see what I'm saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think Trey is, you know, Jordan Love is just raw. He's rare. You know what I'm saying? Some people like their steak rare. 
but you don't want to eat that. You know what I'm saying? I saw the throws that Freelance uh, <laughs> was making, somebody like leaked the, like these throws he was making in practice. Uh, Damn, that motherfucker. I mean, he got the tools. I think it's don't just passes all of that. I was like, shit. I think it's just the mental reps, things like that. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, learning more to playbook, learning defenses, because you know the NFL is. He coming from a, a D1 2A school, and uh, you know the NFL is now you see it, now you don't. It looks like cover two, but it's not. It looked like cover three, but it's not. You know what I mean? So I think he had to – that the part of the game I think that he is trying to get, you know, get more comfortable with things like that, you know, the defenses and stuff like that. So Mike Florio was somebody that made this bold statement, and he's pretty, you know, a reputable you guy. say it unless it's, it's – Yeah, so yeah, – so, he, He's saying it for clout, basically. Right, right. So stay tuned. That's all I could tell you. One of the – other rumors of significance that I heard, and I, I read this yesterday, and I wish I can give credit to the website that had it posted, but it kind of made sense. And at the same time, it was very scary. There is a little bit of scuttlebutt out there right now that Christian McCaffrey may end up getting traded to the Buffalo Bills to join that offense. And I'm telling you right now, if a, if a healthy Christian McCaffrey is running behind that quarterback, you haven't even seen the best Christian McCaffrey you're going to see. You haven't seen the best Allen that you're going to see because what they're going to do for each other in that same backfield is going to be ridiculous. What will happen with the rest of the Bills' backfield is going to be more than intriguing. So this, this is one of those rumors that I'm kind of hoping comes to fruition because I kind of – well. And then as a as a fan, I don't, because then that kind of puts the Patriots in the situation to harass. You know, you couldn't stop the run when it was just Allen running in Singletary. So what are you going to do now? Just from a, a outside looking in NFL fan and fantasy point of view, that that may be the cheat code, y'all. Like that that could easily put the Bills in pole position for some years to come in the AFC. I think that would be the piece that would put them above your Kansas cities of the world, mm. put them above the uh, Bengals of the world, who I think had a heck of a year, but I don't necessarily see them as being fixtures, if you will, postseason, at least not that far along in the postseason. But. So let me throw you a curveball real quick. Okay. Would you feel the same way if McCaffrey was on the Ravens? It would depend. Did If they got rid of Dobbins, yes, because the Ravens yeah. run the ball more than anybody. Right. But I, I wouldn't necessarily give up the capital in that particular situation because it's like all you have is the run game and defense. So you have to be giving up some significant pieces in that defense unless maybe it was a situation Not necessarily maybe draft capital well draft capital and then the other thing that i was thinking is you know the panthers need a quarterback and that kid huntley looked pretty good maybe you go that direction you you get a guy that you don't have to pay much in that quarterback position that could be every bit as good as some of these guys that are getting paid the most mm -hmm. and you kind of put yourself back in a position of well we can now pay the defense because we don't have a quarterback that we have to pay but we have a quarterback that's good enough to get us there so, I mean, I can see certain scenarios where we could possibly help both teams. For that particular team, if Dobbins is healthy and Gus Edwards is healthy, I think you'd be better off running with those guys versus taking up that Christian McCaffrey contract. But I see where you're coming from, though. Yeah, I'm, well, I say that and say this because, I mean, a guy like a you, you know, you have certain players that's going to make any team a favorite. You know what I mean? A lot of teams right. are one piece away. Uh, so I think McCaffrey definitely is one of those players, especially for a Buffalo. Um, that would be nuts. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of teams that's one player away from being being serious. That would be interesting. Um, I would I would probably want to see what type of scheme they would be running. I mean, since um, the 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 OC is now in New York, the right. new OC. Because that's my thing. Also, a lot of people don't. When it comes to football, I think a lot of people try to overthink things and just think because it's on paper, it's supposed to work. A lot of times you get the great talent, but the great talent don't fit what you like to do. True. Uh, and I'm going to give you a quick story on that. Um, I'll take you back to um, everybody remember Namde Asamoah. Yeah, was Raiders a, cornerback. Who was a killer in Oakland. You yeah. Know, lockdown, ain't having it. 
But when he went to Philly, it was exposed. You know, you got him in a different scheme. He's not on the left side anymore because he was a corner that stayed on one side of the field. Right. Now you got him moving around and you got him across from Asante Samuel, who's be- who's a better zone corner. So now you got one man corner over here and you got a zone corner. It was just a, a bad fit. right. So sometimes people got to fit your personnel. That's why I want to see, like, with a McCaffrey, I wonder whoever the coordinator is, where he fit well in that personnel. But I, I think I would like um, McCaffrey a lot because any – uh, running quarterback definitely open up those running lanes for those exactly. running backs. Exactly. Yep. yep. The bulk of today's show is going to be on free agency. The thing about free agency is there are several people out there right now that are going to be fantasy relevant or that could be fantasy relevant just depending on the situation. So we're going to start with the quarterback and the running backs just because um, as far as quarterbacks go, there's some names that are out there. Several of these guys will end up not having a job, but there's several that can end up being fantasy relevant. As far as the running backs are concerned, you're more so looking at your, there are a couple, depending on situation, could end up being back-end RB1s. More, 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 more than likely, you're looking at you know RB2s, RB3s, things of that nature. So we're going to go over um, a few of these guys. Um, then the next show, we'll be looking at digging into the wide receiver bunch, which is the larger our largest of the groups. So we can go ahead and kick it off with the quarterbacks. I'll throw a few out there. You let me know, first of all, whether or not you believe they are going to be relevant, even if they land on the team. And then if there's a particular team that you have in mind that may fit their skill set. First, Big Ben could play for someone else if he chose to. I don't necessarily see him coming back. I don't see him, you know, Doing the Tom Brady type, but um, he would actually probably be one one of the the better QBs out there in this particular cycle. Uh, you have Big Ben, you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is an unrestricted free agent. It doesn't look like the Commanders are looking to retain his services. Actually, one of the rumors that I missed, the Commanders are actually stating that they're willing to kind of give up just about anybody to get a quarterback worth having. So they didn't say, you know, Chase's name, you know, specifically. But when when you say I'm willing to give up just about anybody and their best player is on defense. So they're basically saying they're willing to move the meter however it needs to be moved. But you got Big Ben, you got Ryan Fitzpatrick. You also have Andy Dalton, who was playing for Chicago, who is an unrestricted free agent. I can see him of those three being the first to get a job nine times out of 10 to back up. He's quite a you know few years younger than him. Actually, believe it or not, guys, younger than Andy Dalton is Cam Newton, who's 32. Andy Dalton's 34. Fitzpatrick and Ben are 39, uh, respectively. Cam Newton is also an unrestricted free agent. I'm going to make this real quick. Uh, what's the thing you say you was waiting to see? The draft upcoming? Oh, the, the, the USFL draft? Uh, okay. Um, Big Ben, USFL, Fitzpatrick, USFL, Cam <laughs> Newton, USFL, Andy Dalton. You think you still have an opportunity, but three of those four, put your name in the USFL hat. We'll see what you a team who, who picks you in that. Maybe you bring a little more notoriety to notoriety yeah. and, and looks to that league. A little you know, cachet. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> you know. So they need to go over there. I don't think these guys have anything left for the NFL game. Not at all. Yeah, only I don't even want to give Andy Dalton. He did okay. He kind of led them back from a few games. And yeah, the I mean, he's going to be a backup. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but that's the weird part. Of just like he's like Nick Foles last year, where he's like he talking like, "Oh, I can still start," but we all know his diminished talent with Andy Dalton. So it's like, like I said, he's going to be a backup more likely if he can, just like Cam Newton, take the idea of being a backup. That's what I would think. Yeah. Got a couple of other guys that um, you may identify as being USFL worthy as well. But you got Tyrod Taylor is an unrestricted free agent. We got Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett, and Teddy Bridgewater. So you got Tyrod Taylor from Houston, Jameis Winston from New Orleans, Brissett from Miami, Bridgewater from the Broncos. All four of those guys, unrestricted free agents of this group, honestly. The only well, Brissett has kind of been worthy of, of of being a backup. Winston is the only one I can see being a starter in the NFL. Yeah, and the only place I want to see Winston do is go back to Tampa. 
You said you know that's that? the only. What, what yeah. about staying in New Orleans? No, no. What about Pittsburgh? Well, I'm not gonna say. You know what? I'm not gonna say no to New Orleans. I gotta see who the coordinator is. Okay. I don't think. Uh, Did they fire Sean Payton? That was the coordinator before. That, that was, Sean, that was well, Sean Payton was calling the plays, right? I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure so. So I, I just think they didn't let him. They didn't. Again, players don't fit the scheme. I mean, Jameis is a vertical guy, right? You know what I'm saying? He fits Bruce Arians' style of offense where they get more vertical. And he did not let him do that. And I think it just makes him look like he's less talented than he really is. You know what I mean? Look at James how he looked with, with the, um, New Orleans. He made a few good throws here and there, but you be at the end of the game, he got 180 yards passing. This dude threw for 5,000 yards in the season. I mean, yeah, he threw 30 interceptions, but he still threw for 5,000 yards. You know what I mean? So that's saying something. So I would want to see him with a a, a coach that's uh, a team that's going to get more vertical downfield. So I think he still has starter talent. The other guys, I think, is just more backups. Brissett, I'm okay with him being a backup in the league. Tyra Taylor didn't actually play pretty, didn't play bad at all. He's just one of those guys. He's he's an unlucky guy. When he gets his opportunity, Something happens. Either somebody pop his lung or something. Like it's just, That's how I knew Davis Mills was going to be good because Tyrod yeah. Taylor was the starter. He, he had to yeah. be good. Yeah, it's just something. Uh, Bridgewater, I think you t- I, I want to see him holding the clipboard as well. I'm not saying he, he – he's he's a guy that can just hold in the role for you. So I think he just uh, – He may be uh, perfect for the XFL or USFL, honestly. He might Again. be in the upper upper echelon in, in but, those. But think about it, right? I think those guys like that that's on the fence kind of on the edge, mm-hmm. go over there. I mean, because that'll get people more. If you if you know Cam is playing, Fitzpatrick is playing, Brewer, like these are names I'm familiar with. Right. So people are gonna tune in now um and watch and watch it. So and you actually probably can make more money over there than the NFL because if you're in the NFL, they're probably trying to lowball you. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe well, no, a lot of these leagues, though, it, it's 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 pretty it's 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 pretty light in the pockets. I, but the quarterback is just the highest paid person on the team, though, right? And usually yeah. in these kind of leagues. But when the highest paid person is getting like a hundred thousand versus you being, oh, they get more than that. They get more than that. I don't know, bro. Like yeah. the, the um the the group that just uh, folded uh, last go round, they they weren't even able to pay their athletes. That I think it was like thirty five thousand that they owed them for the year. Um, they yeah. ended up not getting paid at all. And they, they, were they didn't have the right that. back end. They were just playing around. I mean, I, I know when The Rock comes out with that thing, that thing is financially, is financially back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? true. They're going to pay some guys. It's not going to be that type of party. Yeah, I think they got the NFL on board, too, to help them like with uh, rules and stuff like That's that. That's the thing that was Health struck me, yeah. And they may turn it, with, and with, with that relationship, they may turn it into like a farm league in a way. It could be. You know, I know they have that's the training squads and things like that, but it's a lot different to pull somebody up that you actually seen play. Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these teams may have a like look at the Ravens. Your first four running backs, something go down. It may be a guy in this farm league that's tearing it up. We like, let's bring him in. You see what I'm saying? So I actually seen him play recently, not some old tape from college. So it could turn into like a G League for the NFL, I guess, in a way. That's the first thing that hit my mind when I saw The Rock basically emceeing or starting off the the Super Bowl, like that they have some yeah. kind of partnership <laughs> going on. Like, like yeah. you, that, that's not a willy nilly move. Like that 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 move that was done as a preemptive strike to what's about to happen. Everybody knows that you're the only of the XFL, and for you to be the one, I mean, I think what's going to end up happening is The Rock is going to make the XFL quite a bit more entertaining. He's going to put his wwe spin on it not not to whereas it becomes scripted but to whereas there's certain things that are in the nfl that we deem as kind of the nfl taking away the fun out of the game i think those things are going to be rampant in the xfl this uh last group of four i'm not sure if anyone out of the group you'll end up even warranting as a backup but their names are worth mentioning um, you do have Marcus Mariota, who's an unrestricted free agent, who was with Las Vegas. Joe Flacco is unrestricted free agent, was with the Jets. Mitch Trubisky was with Buffalo. He is now an unrestricted free agent 
And lastly, Tim Boyle, who was with Detroit, is also an unrestricted free agent. Honestly, I, I think I can see Trubisky or Mariota mm. under the right circumstances, and as long as they can stay healthy, kind of being worth kicking the tires based on the fact that they're not even 30 yet. You know, Trubisky's 27, Mariota's 28. Um, I can definitely see them as being um, some quarterbacks, uh, again, kind of for that USFL, XFL, if things don't go right in this offseason. But, I mean, if I have a running quarterback, I wouldn't mind Marcus Mariota backing them up. I wouldn't mind maybe Marcus Mariota being the backup for the Buffalo Bills or something like that, you know. I just had an epiphany. What's that? New York Giants trade Daniel Jones. Two? One of these uh, quarterback needy teams. Get you some help for the offensive line. Get you some draft capital so you can fix the offensive line and and dabble. Just bring in Trubisky. Trubisky. It makes sense. I'd rather roll with Trubisky than roll with Daniel Jones. I mean, they, they because aren't. they're not they're not far off from each other. Yeah, they aren't far off. He knows yeah. the system. Day one, he can jump right in the driver's seat and go. I don't have to teach him anything. The verbiage, everything is clear. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I can't be and, mad at that. And you put the right weapons. I think Trubisky is actually he's not that bad of a quarterback. Nah, you know he was in a bad situation. We already see how Chicago looks. Right. You see what yeah. I'm saying? And when you see him playing like the preseason and things like that, the boy actually looked like, okay, he got something. So, and I could see Dabble making little small moves, pay attention. Um, but I would trade Daniel Jones and uh, Barkley. Saquon Barkley and fix my offensive line. Because think about it. Now I got I got draft capital. I got money because Trubisky is not going to cost a lot of money. Right. I ain't got to pay Saquon all that money. So I just got rid of Saquon and Daniel Jones. I got money. They should have some cap space and go fix the team. Go fix the offensive line. You already have the weapons at the at the receiver position, so you can fix your weapons. Um, you can add some maybe some guys on defense. And not only that, if you pay attention, he brought in the guy Antonio Williams. He's on the practice squad with Buffalo. Yeah. He just brought he him to New York. The guy. And, and Antonio Williams, when he has gotten an opportunity, he don't look half bad, you know. But he was on the practice squad like that. I'm not saying he's gonna jump in and be a starter, nothing like that. But I think with the money that you would put in a Saquon Barley and the money that you have invested in a Daniel Jones, that's more cap space that you can go fix the rest of the team. And I can sign Trubisky for pennies on a dollar when it comes to quarterbacks. Yeah, I I think with Daniel Jones, they already made it clear, like, it wasn't him. They pretty much threw everybody on that staff under the bus for how his (laughs) development was. So I think the commitment is the full go. I love Trubisky. I think even like before he became a free agent, the games that we saw him play after Foles got hurt, it's like, damn, why y'all ain't had this offense out here the whole entire time? Because he was cooking. Then, like you said, during the preseason, he looked really good. He threw like four touchdowns, I think. Yo, um, real quick, real quick. Breaking news. XFL agrees to give NFL a Petri dish to experiment with proposed rules, development of, development of officials, and more. Yep. <laughs> so hey, the, there you go. there's Talk your sign. Yeah. They, they, they're gonna use them as a whole farm system for 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 everything from players to officials to possible rule changes. It, they're gonna test everything out on the XFL before they bring the changes to the NFL or bring people up, whether it be players or officials mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Makes so sense. yeah, there you go. Also, this could be also for for new coaches. Yeah. True. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like if you see some guys, some, maybe some OCs or DCs down there that's doing well in that league, and you like the way, like say for instance, like there's new offenses we've seen, like a um, the guy from Arizona that came in. Kingsbury? Kingsbury. So mm-hmm. say for instance, Kingsbury is in a league like this where offense you haven't seen, and you, you put it in, you you know, say, oh, okay, this may work on this side of the ball. So maybe these guys with a new little, these, these new young and, and, and 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 new age thinking coaches may go down, and the, the the offense may look well, the defense may look well, and maybe earn them a job on the other end. One of the other things that can happen though is versus it earning you a job, you're showing what it is that could possibly work. The other coaches that are already in the NFL, some of them, some of them won't mind taking what's working for others. And for sure, kind of. It's a copycat. Put their own little spin. Like, yeah, copycat league. Yeah. 
if they see one thing works, I don't care. People going to try it. We've seen that with the Wildcat. Right. We've seen yeah. it with these jet sweeps. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, if they see something, if it works for you, it'll work for me. You know what we're going to see next year? <laughs> something that the 49ers brought out this year. The fact that the the um the tackle can essentially play the role of the fullback, and you got two fullbacks out there capable of moving prior to the snap. That Man, look, somebody's gonna copy that, and I'm surprised yo, no one's done that before them. I'm I'm surprised, yo, Trent. I mean, Trent Williams. I mean, he was he 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 took a dude out, but man, that can yo. Him moving in motion like that and then coming that can man, you could hurt somebody, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's a glacier moving at yeah. you and you're trying to, yeah. like, you, come on, man. You already have, like, you know. That's demoralizing, Kyle, bro. Yeah, you already got uh, Jusek and you got Kittle, who's already one of, probably the best, one of better blocking tight ends in the league. If not the best at this point. Kind of I would give you the Gronk still. The hill. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, one, two, one, eight, one, B, whatever. True, true. I can see that, especially if you need one yard. Right. You know, fourth and one, things like that, so. Have him, Kittle. And your fullback out, you gonna get the yard. Like you gonna get the yard. Like I, I don't, I don't see any collective group of defensive linemen who would be able to keep that group of people from pushing the pile of yards. So right. that'll be right. interesting. And, and the, one of the first coaches I can see adopting something like that is Bill Belichick, just because we know that there, if there's a wrinkle in the run game that can get us a couple more yards here or there, he'll throw that bad boy in there. So you may even see some defensive guys in motion. Yeah, that's true too. They may throw a DT over there or something. And then punch, you know, counter punch kind of thing. Yeah, and then come down the line and you got somebody 350 pounds. I mean, what are we doing? You know? <laughs> true, true. <laughs> we have several running backs here. Um, there'll probably be about three, four groups of four, somewhere in that area. But several of them, honestly, for me, they're going to be in that same boat of you might want to check your you know options out versus thinking the nfl is the only thing to do um, especially in the running back position some of these guys are a little long in the tooth and with running back that it's one of the more easily replaceable positions but our first set we have the creme de la creme of the offseason that's going to be melvin gordon cordero patterson david johnson leonard Fournette. So, again, that's Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Leonard Fournette, Cordell Patterson. Uh, that's the first group of four for the running back position. Honestly, I, 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 this particular group outside maybe of David Johnson, which I guess his skill set has a has has a place just depending on where it is. I don't think he's a starter in the league anymore. But, I mean, I think these guys can still get the job done. We saw what Cordero did. I don't, I don't know why Atlanta hasn't sewn him up because – he was really the only bright spot in their offense. There's no way I'd let him go right now, especially My, not knowing what's going to happen with uh, Ridley and things of that nature. So a thing like Cordero, he would have to be in the right position because, I mean, let's face it, this guy is probably on his, like, fifth or 16, something like yeah. that. So, I mean, where was this at five, six years ago? Nobody gave him a shot to do it. No, I mean, he has opportunities, but he hasn't. They just haven't just said, hey, you're a running back. You know what I mean? The people, Teams have, hell, he was in New England. Yeah, you know what I mean, y'all gave him opportunity to maybe touch the ball here or there, but they just made him a real running back. So that was a difference. But I don't know how many teams are actually going to do that. So what I'm saying right. is, uh, maybe for San Fran, I mean, he's playing like a Debo role, nah. that new position. They call no, I'm saying they call like the wide back. You know oh, what I mean? okay, that's okay. yeah, that's kind of like what it is. So he would have to go somewhere where they actually give him the opportunity to do that. But why but, go anywhere? That's what I'm saying. I mean, no, I mean for their team, I mean they in the that that team that team is in a rebuild. They are. So, I mean, he was their offense this year. Watch. Yeah, he was their offense this year. Yeah, they're not gonna have anything else. Then I mean, I guess you do it again. And he's thirty, um, so it ain't like he's gonna get a long term contract. I mean, why why wouldn't you want the one shining star on your offense to to return? Well, there you go. He's thirty, so we all know what happened to running back to the age of thirty. Yeah, but th that happens because they've been used up. A as we just forestated, this guy wasn't a running back in most spots. So can we really put that yeah. same onus on him when he had I – mean, he should have all the tread on his tires, basically. Uh, as far as David Johnson, man, it's either New England or bus. Yeah, you think um, so? For sure, because only Belichick could take a, a a guy like that and like a, you know, a la Corey Dillon, 
something like that and get something out of him. You know what I mean? Um, he 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 had what happened five years ago. This guy was fantasy gold. <laughs> yeah, facts. You know, he was the first pick in your draft, first second pick in your draft. David Johnson, Arizona. He's traded for over Hopkins, but if you recall, <laughs> but he hasn't shown any of that ability. So I think only a Bill Belichick can. He can go down there and play that uh that white role, that Kevin Falk role, something like that. If he's not there, don't want to see him no more. I think Melvin Gordon has an opportunity, maybe sign a two-year deal somewhere because he's 28 years old. Yeah. And Fournette is 27. So again, maybe another two-year deal. I think those guys actually have a little trade left where they can go be started somewhere. I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing Melvin Gordon if the CMC thing don't work out, maybe traveling on up to Buffalo. I would like Fournette up in Buffalo. Well, yeah, I can see that too. And believe it or not, Fournette is younger than Melvin Gordon. I don't, I don't know why I thought yeah, Melvin by a year. Yeah, yeah, interesting. We have Jalen Richard, Philip Lindsay, <laughs> Raheem Mostert, and James White in our next group of four. So again, that's Jalen Richard, Philip Lindsay, Raheem Mostert, and James White as our next group of four. USFL for Richard for sure. Oh no, Rashard! Rashard, ready now. I, I think he he's gonna be a good compliment. He's gonna he be a good compliment. He ready for who? Ready for what? He's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a great complimentary back for somebody. I don't think he's. I I I, I think that James White is about to end up with Las Vegas, and he's gonna take over the Jalen Rashard role, and he's gonna be behind um, Jacobs. I'm trying to figure out what Rashard y'all talking about. You talking about Felicia Rashard? Yo, she is beautiful, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, we talking about Rashard Penny. Oh about. no, he said Jalen Rashard. He didn't say Rashard Penny. No. Oh no, Jalen oh, Rashard. Yeah, no, yeah. no Jalen Rashard. Not yeah. Rashard. What are you talking about? <laughs> he said Jalen Rashard. Jalen Rashard. Yeah, I don't know. He's about out of here. USFL. That man. Uh, I love Lindsey, man. I actually thought he was a yes. solid running back in Denver. I'm not sure why. What took the missing from Lindsey? Because now this is the second team that's done let him go. I don't know, man. Maybe he's, he's only 27, it. so he's Maybe. got some, you know, yeah. he's never been the 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 1A running back, so he's got tread left on the tires. Right. But very, I mean, in Miami is a running back needy team. So, I mean, that's very interesting to me that Philip Lindsay can't really find and keep a home. Yeah, but Miami got a bunch of dysfunctional backs anyway. I mean, all them boys are like JV guys when it comes to NFL, yeah. like, Ahmad Gaskin, Duke Johnson, Malcolm Brown. Yes. I mean, they don't have no guys. You know what I mean? Basically, yeah, that's true. Most are just out. Yo, he fits the zone running scheme like a glove, <laughs> perfectly. But he don't. He can't stay on the field. You you have him on your team. You would glance at it first quarter. He already got you eight fantasy points. You like, dang, okay. He got five carries for 83 yards. She's like, boy, he's getting right. off. And <laughs> right. Second quarter, he's on the sideline. He's hurt. Ankle, Ankle injury. Ankle. Yeah. Ankle. <laughs> he, he like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he right. fits this scheme perfect, man. Just like uh, uh, Jared McKinnon coming out of Minnesota, man. Like, just fit it perfect. But he just you can't keep him on the field. So, I mean, I guess you throw him on the team to see if he – you know, you can get something out of him, but he's not going to be no headline guy. He will be sharing nah. carries moving forward. I'd have him as my backup, definitely. To maybe, maybe, a, maybe if a Melvin Gordon does go elsewhere, maybe he's a guy that you can put behind um, Javon Williams. Williams carried the bulk of the, you know the bulk of the load, and then maybe he, we see Lindsey return back to Denver. Something like that might might, might make sense for him. We have Rashard Penny. Sony Michelle, Jeff mm. Wilson, and Marlon Mack. Mm. All unrestricted free agents. So again, that's Rashard Penny, Sony Michelle, Jeff Wilson, and Marlon Mack. All unrestricted free agents. This group I kind of feel a little bit better about. They're a little younger. Um, they've shown some burst. They've shown some pop, if you will. Rashard Penny is finally healthy, and he had actually uh, a season that's, you know, worth kind of writing home about finally. So I can see him in the right system ending up being one of those guys that you can get at the tail end of your fantasy drafts, and he end up being a staple for your running game, um, even if just as a flex player throughout next season. And, again, he's only 26 years old, so I could definitely see him 
you know, ending up in a decent role. Sony Michelle, as long as he can stay healthy, he's shown that he still got, you know, the chops to be a decent running back. Jeff Wilson, same thing. He has the ability, but the best ability is availability. Um, a lot of these guys, it's, it's whether or not they're going to be injured. Marlon Mack is actually the youngest of the whole crew. He's only 25 years old, so he's the same age as CMC. Um, this guy, if we remember a couple of years ago, we thought that he was about to be the next thing, but injuries kind of derailed him. So this is another guy that I could see in the right situation ending up being one of those guys that you don't have to put very much capital in at all, but can end up being a weekly starter for you. So, again, that was Rashard Penny, Sony Michelle, Jeff Wilson, and Marlon Mack. Yeah, I think teams like the Ravens would be on the, on the phone for these kind of guys right here. Rashard Penny is just showing what happens when you get an opportunity. He's just been behind Carson the whole time. Uh, he just hasn't never got a chance. People act like this guy just came out of nowhere. He's been in the league four years already. You know what I mean? But they finally saying, hey, okay. We're going to give you 18 carries. Okay, we're going to give you 20 carries. And now he's showing you what he can do once he gets some volume. He never was the guy that actually got the volume to show what he can actually do. That's because he stayed and, hurt, though. Yeah, he was tough. Yeah, he, I mean, he but, year. but even even then, he was still playing behind someone. So he still wasn't getting the, the volume at all. Still only get a carry here, a carry there. Carson was still the man, you know what I mean, while he was there. But he, he actually, like this year, especially the last, what, three, four, three games of the season, that's the most touches this guy's been getting. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's shown what he can do when given the opportunity. That boy got some talent, man. He does. He really does. I would, if, if I'm Seattle, I keep him. And you saying, you saying Carson packing. You just move forward with this guy and let him be your starter moving forward. I think Carson I, is under contract. Um, Carson may end up being. We'll trade him for a seventh-round pick. He got to go. He might not even come back. I think that uh, <laughs> that that might be serious, the end yeah. man. That may be the only reason they didn't cut him because by cutting him, you're guaranteeing them a check versus if, if he's hurt and can't go, you know, by a certain date or something like that. It, I'm sure it's a money move the way they're looking at this. And and that may be what they're waiting on. Um, or they, they may be waiting to figure out what they're going to do with their quarterback situation. But, yeah, P- Penny this, is definitely one of the ones that – Actually, move like – and fantasy people that are watching – I mean, we're listening at home. You'll be watching soon, I'm sure. But pay attention to this guy, man, Rashad Penny. Go ahead and have him uh, queued up in your draft because this is going to be a guy that you can get in later rounds that can that, – I'm telling you, this guy, he got some potential. You know what I mean? Like this year, everybody thought it was going to be um, – like how you thought Gus Elvis was going to be this year? Right, yep. He's going to put you in the mind of that where you can get some – um, high output for maybe, you know, low cost. Um, Sonny Michelle has shown that, you know, he's a bruiser. He can carry the load um, when given the opportunity. I'm not sure if he's – I know he can start, but I'm not sure if he's going to be a starter somewhere, if that makes sense. This um, year coming up may be the year to practice going into and attempt to try – the zero running back scheme. I, I know you you practice that particular. That's my um, thing. Yeah, I know. I, I know you practice that particular setup yeah. um, more often than not. But mm-hmm. this year may be the year to do it because there's some guys that people just aren't going to be thinking I'm of that you. you can get, and and they'll get you what you need out of that spot. But all of your other spots will have superstars in them. Right. That's how you're able to get that superstar tight end, that superstar quarterback, that superstar wide receiver or wide receivers because you have guys that are going to hold it in the road, but on any given week, put up superstar running back numbers. So it's just a matter of identifying it early, but based on the movement that's going to be happening um, within the the, uh, running backs, looking at the rookies and then looking at the people that are going to stay put, this may be the year to try it. Right. This last group of running backs, and in this group, we're going to have five guys. Um, we have Brandon Bowden. We have Ronald <laughs> Jones. We have James Conner. We have J.D. McKissick. And we have Daryl Williams. So, again, that's Brandon Bowden, Ronald Jones, James Conner, J.D. McKissick, and Daryl Williams. These guys could actually be, other than, other than Brandon Bowden, um, which – he'll probably get a special teams job somewhere. I'm surprised that New England is letting him go with White being a free agent as well. But 
all of these guys, I think, can start somewhere. Ronald Jones is only 24 years old. Oh, 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 oh. James Conner showed you what he can do, oh, and he's oh, only 26. Oh, 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 oh. All these guys can start where? Somewhere like where? The USL? Phil? You got, um, you got certain spots where you're going to have your Buffaloes of the world. We don't know what's going to go on with the Seattles of the world. Who knows what's going to go on with San Fran? They have one guy. Listen, they normally want multiple guys. Bolden is not a starter, man. Period. No, he. he I, I just said that he. He'll probably be a special teams guy. He's the Ma- only one. I McKissick is not a starter. Period. I can see McKissick being the one B to a one A situation in a pass. Um, in a and on a team that's passes heavy out of the backfield, just because he's he's almost. I mean, he would be James White. Like, if he if the Patriots ended up bringing in somebody like a J.D. McKissick, he would probably be starting as a wide receiver and be the 1B uh, or 1C, just depending on the committee type of running back. So I, I could still see J.D. McKissick being a starter in the PPR league because he's def- he definitely was one um, when not injured, even with uh, the football team. And they don't really utilize the pass-catching back the way that he could or should be. So I'm just saying in the right situation, like these guys can put up points. Um, James Conner just showed you what he can do. He ended up having, um, I think he was second on the list of, of most touchdowns this year. Yeah. James Conner, James Conner show you what he could do when fresh. Yeah. He got to be in the Yeah. He got to be yeah. a part of committee and he got to be the thunder to some lightning. Other yeah. than that, I don't, I don't see him, you know, doing anything being a, the solo. But that's what the NFL solo. is right now though. For some, it's 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 more committees than there are bell cows at this point. I mean, Pittsburgh is one of the last teams to actually have a bell cow. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, but he just need to be a short yardage guy, is what I'm saying. It's, it's not just because it's a committee. He's just more the short yardage kind of guy. He just got to be on the team with a a a, a speedier, a kind of a change of pace kind of guy. The yeah. guy's gonna punch it in. I just don't see him. We seen what it, what happens to him when he get. When you get the full compliment, oh, he gets hurt. Absolutely. It I happened think, Mitty for sure. And Rodon Jones, I still think he's a backup. I don't think he's a starter nowhere. I mean, it's only 32 positions in his league. He's not – you think he's 30, He's a top 32 running back? I do. I think the reason why we don't think that is because he stayed in the doghouse with Bruce Arians. But I'm when saying – he was out – but No, but that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying you lost your job. Yeah, but you lost your job to Leonard Fournette, who was just at that point in your development, he was just the, the better guy. But again, this guy's only 24 years of age. And I think in the right situation, he could really flourish. Uh, we thought that James Conner had nothing left, but he went to the right situation and he would have been a fantasy starter for you on a weekly basis. Daryl Williams, this guy, I think he was in the perfect situation in, in, in Kansas City, but I don't think we really ever saw the extent to which he can actually run the ball because we didn't have to. But at the same time, because of their passing game, maybe that opened up a few lanes that would not be opened up in other spots as well. So I'm not sure, you know, if it's the chicken or the egg with Daryl Williams, but he seems to me when not injured and he's only 26, he seems to be one of those guys that you can kind of depend on. I wouldn't mind having him as my, you know, one be back in, in, in the right situation. But it, it just seems like, you know, that there are a few guys that I'm kind of surprised by based on their current roles and in, in, in how important they were in that particular role for, for the team that they're with to just let them go kind of easily. I like and, and in some of these cases, it may just be that they want them to test the market, kind of come back with a number, and they end up staying with the same team. I can see that happening yeah. with a few of these guys. I think Ronald Jones would be good in somewhere like New Orleans, you know, behind a Camaro, yeah. something like that. He got to be yep. in a situation yep. like that. I like that. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Actually, I like James Conner there. Go ahead and let Mel. Uh, go ahead and let Mark Ingram go. Yeah. You have your, your your thunder and lightning type of a situation mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that would be that would be See, nice. Yeah, I'm okay with them guys being it, but I don't. Again, I don't consider that being a starter. Can you be fa- uh, fantasy no, I mean, relevant for, for fantasy, sure? Fantasy yeah, you could, for sure, you could be a hell. You could be a top ten running back. We've seen Mark Ingram do it. You know what I mean? Right. Facts. Just all, you know, especially if you're a touchdown kind of guy, if you just mm-hmm. punch it in, punch it in. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, for sure. So I had to check sleeper because um, when I just thought about it, I think Marlon Mack. I know just to go back to the oh, previous yeah. list. That's the starter. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, he can go to Houston. Definitely Houston. 
and he can be one yeah, of them. I would like to see him in San Fran, man. Several of these guys can go to Houston, actually, because they need to clear out their whole running back room, honestly. Yeah, because he got a point. I think Ronald Jones, he's definitely like, I think Van hit it on the head. Like, he can go to the Saints, even like a James Conner to your point, and do that exact thing Ingram doing right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that is, is great for him. McKissick is because this. This league is with, with these smaller scat backs is becoming like pass like oriented. He still has a role in the NFL, but I think his best chance was with the commanders who didn't have a running back, right. if not Antonio Gibson. Right. And, and, and like you say, this is my thing, right, Amy Cutcher? But oh, you good. the role is right. Yeah, you see him in a third down role, but I don't think he is. I don't like him as much as I like James White. As much as I like. Oh, I don't either. <laughs> but but Chris, James like, White, I don't know if he'll like, be the same. Like Chris Thompson. Who used to right. be for Washington? You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. dude was like that. He, yeah. You know, as far as but injuries. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, the role, yeah, I get what you're saying with the role, but I don't think he talented as those guys that's in that same role. So that's why I don't really care for McKissick. Like, I've seen him do some things that lead me to believe that if he was utilized in the right way and utilized on a reoccurring base, that that he might actually be one of those guys to surprise you. Little known fantasy fact, prior to injury, he was putting up more points than his counterpart, Mr. Antonio Gibson, for the Washington football team in far less carries. So he's getting saying, downs, though. Right. But, but that's that's his, that's his role. So for a PPR league, I'm just saying, like, w- when looking at guys that you don't have to pay anything for, but can be weekly starters or weekly flexes, he's one of those guys that, depending on situation, because he's the check down guy, if it, it is. I would love it, for him to go to a losing it's, team. It's just not going to be consistent, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's not going to – like, it's okay with your quarter. You're running back, get a consistent six catches, you know, as far as the check down. But him, it's not going to be that. It's going – he's going to get 10 catches this Sunday. You'll be like, oh. And then next Sunday, it's going to be two. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, what I'm saying, he's not going to be consistent. Yeah, he's it depends on the team that he goes to because mm-hmm. if, you, if you go to a team that plays from behind more often than not, Mm-hmm. And your RB1 or 1A, however you want to put it, is a guy that's your thunder that needs the lightning, that's not really a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. He's going to be gold because pretty much the entirety of the fourth quarter, he's going to be in the game. And uh-huh. he's going to be getting you points and you didn't pay anything for him. And I think for Darrell Williams, man, go back to Kansas City. It just I, makes, yeah. It just man. makes the most sense. I mean, he was. You know what, though? I don't think they want him, though. Because that, that dude, did you see that dude, Gore? Yeah, but Gore, Gore is just. He can't do what Daryl do, though. NCEH. He can't do what Daryl do. Like all of them under contract. I like McKinnon, but he can't do what Daryl do. That that little that little wheel route, nobody run that thing like him, man. CEH. That wheel route they like to run, with that running back out the backfield, psh, nobody do that like Daryl. That's that's supposed to be CEH's is yeah. Rule, if you will. Yeah, it's supposed to be, but. But they do, they do have a nice little committee of backs without bringing him back. But I can see that being a good place for him, though. I, I wouldn't mind having a guy like that um, with the Patriots. I like They're McKinnon, good. though. McKinnon is gold, though, for them. Yeah. That's that a good He's another up. one of those end of the end of the uh, draft guys that you can get that you can plug in there every week as long as people don't talk him up, talk him up right. too much in the and, offseason. And Joe could probably contest us to this. McKinnon, he's one of these guys. Um, and, Joe, you know what I'm talking about when I say this. I like guys because he, you know, he's into the college guys. I love guys with a high spark test. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn about the other test they take. The uh, the what's the uh, the wonder lick? That don't mean nothing right. to me. Yeah. <laughs> but that spark test, when you see guys with a high, they be ninety seven. You see them high, man. Pay attention because those guys are freaks. You know what I'm saying? And McKinnon was one of those guys coming out, I believe, Georgia Southern or something like that, one of those schools, had an extremely high spark test, man. In Minnesota, we've seen some of his abilities, you know, before the injuries. But if they if they say, uh, if you have any rookies coming in with really high spark tests, I definitely will be paying attention to those guys because they, they tend to be extremely gifted. Yeah, man. I, Jack McKinnon, it's his talent. Like, honestly, he might take over the running back job by default for the Chiefs going to finish. I didn't expect him to come back like this. This shit is it's unfathomable what he was doing. And there he, would not be a, Del, a Delvin Cook if he was healthy in the right, I can right. We can all say True. that. Yeah, all right. Fact. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So no, 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 talent. no. Hold on. No, because didn't he go to San Fran? And he got hurt in San Fran, right? All right. No, he got hurt in both places, didn't he? Um, well, he, yeah, he went. Oh, yeah. is the one that gave him that big contract. Yeah, yeah he immediately got, yeah, got, he got, 
Yeah, he got the money from uh, some San Fran. San Fran, but yo, he's just he's just, he's out of out of worldly. I think that's a good point to mention too with the spark test. Yeah, it's, man, it really does tell you how athletic somebody is. Right, if you can rank in the like you said that percentile, you already know at least you can check off athleticism off the box. Right, but for sure. Daryl, um, I like him. He's a he reminds me of uh johnson that used to play for the chiefs like he's like oh to me he felt he seemed more of a two down back for me like i think he'd be another person you can throw into that same hat of going to even the giants even though they already got a, a similar size back and stature to barkley but just giving it a, a different tempo like you know, he just I, I like how aggressive he runs and how he finished and he can catch to your point but Jack McKinnon definitely got me distracted for a second. But isn't it insane that the Chiefs took CEH over Jonathan Taylor? Could you imagine Damn. Jonathan Taylor on the Chiefs, man? Jesus. So that's why we don't <laughs> oh allow God. quarterbacks to be GMs. Because oh the whole reason gosh. why Kansas City picked CEH was because they were going to draft a running back regardless. Right. But they gave Mahomes the 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 pick if you will of who he preferred to be his complement mm -hmm. so if mm. the gm had made that pick i'm pretty sure that they would have picked the guy that everybody else in america would have picked and they would be man like amazing your running game is as good as your passing <laughs> game amazing you know what kind of running lanes is without very many running lanes he, he's putting up these bulky numbers but, right. but the thing about it is do we see the same taylor because maybe i think so Maybe maybe the, the passing game that Mahomes wants or the amount of yards that he's trying to put up would have negated hey, don't, don't some of what we see from No, him. don't forget Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing on Kansas well, City. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, You're right. That's yeah, true. He, I mean, they do a little bit of both, you know what I'm saying? But like you say, one hand washes the other. I mean, right. he gets a line. He sees the safety is way back there. He's probably going to run it. He see him come up. I'm going to pass it. So. Man, I don't think we we see another Jonathan Taylor for a couple more years. Like he just I, different. I, I don't I don't know I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll say look. I, I'll save that for a different show. But there's hey, one hey, guy. There's some guys. There's some young bulls coming out. They not coming out yet, but they just getting into college. Y'all see that big boy from Georgia? He looked like Herschel, the new, the next Herschel Walker. Oh, I did. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. Yeah, I can't some, remember his name, but I did see that article. Yeah, it's some. It's some. There's some there's some boys coming down the line. Man. Hey, it's somebody coming out this year that I think could really move the meter, but we'll 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 get into that once we start digging into our college guys a little bit more and kind of seeing their test and kind of have an idea of where they may go, just depending on some of the mocks and things of that nature. But this next show coming up, we're going to be focusing uh, again on free agency, looking into the wide receivers, possibly wide receivers and tight ends, just depending on the amount of wide receivers, which is the, the, the largest group. So we'll kind of be able to go from there, but stick with us throughout the off season. I promise we're going to make this off season a lot more bearable for you. We're going to make sure that you get all the information necessary to make all the decisions that are going to bring home that fantasy money at the end of next season. With that, we out.